0: Hey there, my name is Janny and I'm the host of What's On Your Mind. I interview guests about their weekly musings and Wikipedia rabbit holes, like toxic beauty standards, or the impact of redlining, or bees. Whatever it is, we'll process it together. We'll all learn a little something and take another step in creating our own stories, all while adding another laugh line to your face. Daniel Morris breaks down mythology. We learn about heroes, monsters, gods, and all of the stories that make them who they are. Most importantly, we talk about the power and importance of mythology. Mythology is a form of storytelling, and we learn so much about people, cultures, values, beliefs, and civilizations through hearing about their mythologies and how they've changed over time. Hi, Daniel Morris. What's on your mind?
1: Hi, Janny Rad. (laughs) Not too much, usually. Uh, It's my day off, so I'm kind of relaxing, but... uh... You asked me to bring something up to talk to you uh, on this podcast with and so I decided that I would like to talk about uh, kind of mythology and like monsters and why people tell the stories that they do um, in order to kind of explain the stuff that we don't really know.
0: I really am excited about this because... This is something that I've always been interested in. And I feel like when I was little, I would read like a little bit of these books and stories, but I've never really um, been purposeful about learning too much. So I- I'm ready to learn.
1: Well, I, in no way am I an expert. Um, I just got into this stuff because my mom was a sixth grade science teacher and uh, she would take us out on like really clear starry nights. And we got to see all of the different constellations and the constellations and basically every mythology, this, this, Stars tell a story and so um when I got to like go do that with my mom and with like some of my classmates I really got into like what the stars meant and the meanings of mythology but I'm no expert in any way I just kind of like studying this stuff um and so this is just kind of like how I like you know take this because whenever we tell stories to explain things like mythology and I mean even today with you know some of the internet monsters that we have like slender man and um siren head like those are used to explain kind of like fears and like stuff that we don't understand and stuff that like kind of sits dark in us and we use stuff that we don't know as we we tell mythology and and stories to explain those things and we make up monsters and stuff to explain stuff that we don't know and i just think that's so cool as someone who likes to study science i'm like this stuff's all explained by science now but this is how they used to do it so i think it's just so fun
0: very cool. Well, and just to give some context, because I know that there's different roots and origins of mythology, because I know there's Greek mythology and Roman mythology. And like, I know for even me, like in um, my Hindu culture, like the stars are named differently. So what is the type of mythology and the root of the stories that you're going to be talking about today? So mostly like Greek origin?
1: Well, so I kind of actually wanted to talk a little bit about some Celtic stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, so it's not a whole lot. It's just because there's so many different mythologies. I just kind of want to like go over archetypes and uh, archetypes and different stuff like that in um, each mythologies. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of like the monsters that we've made up for ourselves today, um, you know, and different things like that. Okay, so,
0: I'm excited. Okay, where do we uh, begin?
1: So real quick, uh, just a little bit of separation. The only difference between what mythology is and what a religion, like a religious story of a creation, everything like that, Um, from what I've been able to research is saying that people who still actively worship those gods makes it a religion, you know, just to like set forward. If I say something about like Hindu mythology, that doesn't, that I'm, I'm putting all of them together, even like, you know, Judeo-Christian, that is a mythology in this context, you know, it's, it's the way that we explain things. Okay. So my favorite story is, um, Okay, so we all love Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Uh-huh. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh my God! Like, right? <laughs> um, so we will real quick a little bit of origin story. Loki is not Thor's brother. Loki is actually Odin's blood brother. Um, just for a little bit of background. Anyways, one story is about the one time that Thor kind of lost. Not so much because you know for the vikings and for the people of norse mythology they had a lot of different gods of war because they needed to represent the good parts of war and the bad parts of war the victory the success and all those things so when we think of thor from like our standpoint we have marvel cinematic universe chris hemsworth thor he drank and he fought and he killed and he was not so much you know in the marvel cinematic universe he who is worthy holds the power of thor thor was kind of kind of an a-hole
0: wow (laughs) he was not worthy of his own label
1: no Uh, yeah not not in the marvel not what not what marvel gave him um like he they he killed giants basically with reckless abandon because you know odin hated the giants and the funny thing is odin's half giant and so that makes thor at least one fourth giant and he hated giants and he just went around and killed them so this story is one of the reasons why he hates giants whenever he was traveling through the land of the giants, he saw a giant castle. And after traveling for a really long time, he, Loki, and then they had another friend with them all traveled to that castle. They got invited in by, this is where it gets a little confusing, a giant called Utgard-Loki. And when Utgard-Loki invited them all in, he was invigorated. He's like, I really enjoy these guys. I really like them. They're big. They're the gods. I want to see what they can do. So he came up with some challenges. And so, just to save a little bit of time, I'm going to keep it down to the three challenges that Thor had. Okay. So, Thor is typically in Norse mythology known for always winning, always having to, like, he found a way to do it. And if he didn't, his hammer did the talking for him and he was able to get through things. So, Utgard Loki challenged Thor to three different things. The first thing, was he challenged Thor to drink from a chalice. And he said that the best men in his castle, even the youngest children in his castle, when they drink from the chalice, they can get it all down in two sips. Mm. So Thor says, all right, I'm going to do this. And he takes it and he tips it back and he drinks it and he drinks it and he drinks it as much as he can. And it barely dropped at all. <gasps> and, you know, they it's like a Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. The cup never actually empties. Yeah. And so is okay. getting pissed. And he's like, all right, I want another challenge. Give me another challenge. And so Utgard-Loki says, okay, um, go pick up my house cat. It's here and you have to pick it up over your head. That's all you have to do. Even the oldest women in our house in this castle can do that. So he walks over, he tries to pick up the cat and he is only able to lift one of the cat's paws. Wow. Yeah, and so he's unable to do it. And so Thor is losing it at this point. And he is pissed off. And he's like, oh, why can't I get this done? Why can't I do this? And so finally the guy goes, all right, one more thing. You are going to wrestle the old handmaiden in the castle. Because Thor's like, wow, this is embarrassing. And so Utgard-Loki's basically like, ha ha ha, you failed these two challenges. And so Thor then goes and wrestles this old crone. And he just, he loses. He tries his best, but he loses. Again, so three up, three down. Thor is zero for three. He's got none of them done. And he just goes to bed pissed off. And so then the next day, Utgard Loki's like, all right, you guys can just go on out of here. Get out. We, you know, we're done with you. You've came here. You've done your thing that you need to do. Just go home. And so he does. But as they're leaving, there's another person who turns around and tells them you've all been tricked. You need to go figure out what's going on. And so they go back and it turns out the challenges that Thor had, they were, whenever he was drinking from the chalice, he was drinking the actual water from the earth, causing it to fall. And so Utgard-Loki was actually terrified because he was worried he was going to drain the seas. The second challenge where he was supposed to pick up the cat, that was actually Jormungandr, which is the world serpent, which encompasses the entire world, holds its tail in its mouth. So bigger than the world like as big as the world. And it he, Thor was able to lift him his paw. He was able to pull him almost out of the sea. And then the third challenge that old woman that he was wrestling with represented aging and represented mortality and getting older and he wrestled with mortality and did not lose but he couldn't win. So all of that to say like that was basically a representation of Thor is so hard-headed and he's so stubborn. He doesn't understand what he's doing. He just wants to win so bad to the point where he almost destroyed other things Mm. because he's so hard-headed and each one of them represented something because he's a God. So he's able to shift the tides. He's able to move the waters because he's so powerful. He's able to lift up the world serpent who encompasses the whole world. He's able to wrestle with death and not lose. Um, all that to kind of say like all of all of mythology all of our stories that we tell are kind of just ways to explain stuff that we don't quite understand
0: yeah and when i like that these yeah. stories also kind of aim to humble even these like really powerful beings who like like this one who this guy is is thor he's so powerful but even he's like a little hot-headed and um these stories kind of help bring a personal element to them too to be like well no they're people too like he has flaws like he's yeah. he's really full of himself <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and I, a lot of mythologies where so that's kind of another like small distinction is whenever we look at mythologies versus active religions is um a lot of mythologies we've been able to look back at now and be like, all right, these are a lot of the flaws that these people had. Like Greek mythology is one of the best one. Mm. I think it's hilarious that um, Disney's Hercules showed Zeus as this loving father who was just so sweet with Hera. Hercules wasn't their baby, first of all. He was half God. Uh, And secondly, uh, Zeus was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Zeus was a a misogynistic, just like P.O.S. But Hera was also a jealous, crazy woman who cursed a lot of people. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of mythologies humanize gods because they want us to realize that even those who are almighty and all-powerful are flawed. And then on the other end, with the monsters because you know there's when you think of mythology you think of gods and monsters and heroes and things like that and on the other end you have monsters which are the worst parts of humans personified and turned into the darkest possible things that they can be oh wow and then there's the the archetype of the hero that's a normal person who's now gone above that so you see the kind of like the shift and the you can see both the like greatness of humans the by the god yeah spectrum that's the word yeah spectrum. so you can see that that's kind of one of the spectrums of mythology that at least I've been able to understand um so everyone knows Medusa so let's boring let's move on from that one okay um Jordan Peele is working on a remake of Candyman. So Candyman and uh, you know, the story about the two teenagers who were making out in their car and there was a psychopath with a hook hand who escaped from prison and all of you you know, that one. And when they got back, there was a hook on the door. Ah, all of those are really kind of based on our fear of, things that we are unable to protect ourselves from now. So we make them into monsters. So um, Candyman was actually based on a few murders that happened. uh, I can't remember when, but I think it was the early 20th century. In a lot of places where they were apartments, but they were built really poorly on low budgets, you know, asbestos and all those things. You know how in the movie Candyman, just summon him, you look in a mirror and you say Candyman five times. And then he appears and he haunts you and you can't look in mirrors because it'll keep coming for you. You know, the same like with the Bloody Mary Bloody story. Mary. Yeah, I was like, I've heard yeah. that
0: about Bloody Mary, but not Candyman.
1: Yeah, and then like Biggie Smalls and all those things. Biggie Smalls is a South Park reference. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all of those things happened because there were some murders that were happening because the poorly built apartments and places where people lived, there wasn't anything separating those mirrors. So on one mirror, there wasn't like a wall in between them, or if so, it was very thin. So people could open up the mirrors and crawl through into someone else's apartment.
0: That seems like a good point for a break. Time for some ads. I'm so excited to talk about Wild Gallery today. It's a new cool online art gallery I found where all the art is painted by indigenous artists and they're basically all original, one of a kind, and there's all sorts of things that you can buy, including prints and posters. And these artists are amazing. They have art that are in permanent collections of museums, including the Smithsonian National Museum of the American Indians in D.C. and New York City. And the art is so beautiful. It's very, um, it's very bright. It really pops. And the stories behind these pieces are very timely. You can just see looking at them that some of them are about some of this historical tension and really show some of these narratives that have just been unwritten in our U.S. history. And these paintings, they range in different styles and also the elements of what's being painted. I mean, I'm looking through their website now. I mean, and I see natural landscapes. I see buildings. I see obviously a lot of people. I see homes. I see animals. There is literally everything. And they all are so beautiful and so unique. We have our holidays coming up. We have Thanksgiving coming up. As you celebrate Thanksgiving this year, why not celebrate it by supporting some Indigenous artists living here and looking at the true stories behind these amazing people while you're celebrating the narrative of what we know as Thanksgiving? And of course, why not support these Indigenous artists while you're looking for presents to buy people for the holidays? So check them out at Wild Gallery. That's wild.gallery, spelled W-Y-L-D. So again, that's W-Y-L-D.gallery. Hey there, listeners. Are you looking for a podcast that talks about mental health, hot mess moments, embarrassing moments, and relatable moments? Then my podcast is the one for you. Check out Figure It Out with host Julia Johnson. That's me. Um, I have really funny guests on, and we just talk and chat and relate, and I hope you can too. If you're interested, my podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Thank you. Bye. And now back to the show.
1: And there were some murders that occurred like that, and that kind of started to spur the Candyman myth. Those are... Representations of like kind of monsters, and so another like really modern monster is like Slender Man. So
0: I don't know about this one.
1: You don't know about Slender Man. Um, do you know about the Babadook?
0: Maybe I also am scared of scary things, so I tend to not look at scary things. I don't
1: like (laughs) so I don't like scary movies. So I feel you. I don't like scary movies. I like learning about monsters though. Because oh,
0: but please share. I'm sure my listeners know what these things are. Maybe so. Okay,
1: so. Let's do Slender Man. So Slender Man kind of became really big off of a bunch of different like horror subreddits and creepypasta and stuff like that. And Slender Man is this really tall Slender Man. He doesn't have any facial features. He's white and he's dressed in a suit with either a red or a black tie. And in some stories, he's able to like grow tendrils out of his back and use all that. There's a few different video games about him too. He's terrifying. It all started out with this picture And in the background, you could see this tall guy in the background, really blurry, but no facial features, nothing like that. And basically, once you're like marked by uh, Slenderman, you are pursued and you start to lose your sanity and you like slowly but surely fade into like this insanity and you lose it and then eventually you die because you fade into this insanity that is happening with seeing him all around you and not being able to know where you can go, where you're safe. Um, And it starts out usually in the video games, at least you're in the woods and you keep seeing him in your periphery and he keeps coming closer and closer. And even there's a, there's a reference to him in the gravity falls opening sequence in an episode. He's just hidden behind a tree. So even like today in the 2020, we are still scared of the things that we aren't able to control so or that we don't know too well so like out in the woods once it goes dark everyone's afraid of the dark even if they don't say that they i mean at to some degree everyone is afraid of the dark because we don't see what's around us we want to know what's around us that's just instinct Mm -hmm. that's us as creatures i will proudly
0: say that i am scared of the dark
1: I am scared of the dark too. These salt (laughs) lamps that we have on the side of the bed are my saviors. I love them. Sophie has to have the blackout blinds, but I need some light. I
0: need light (laughs) too.
1: Yes. But it's because when we can't see what's in front of us, we're scared because our senses are hindered and our animal instincts are telling us, hey, you need to protect yourself in some way. And so we still are trying to explain that as humans, that we are scared of things that we can't quite explain. And the other part of it is that once you start to see Slender Man, you continue to see him everywhere. Oh. And he's in pictures and he's out your window and he's down the street and all of these things. And eventually he's coming for you. And that, to me, at least, kind of represents like looming like depression and mental illness and things like that. Because once you kind of become aware of it, it's either you have to acknowledge it and figure out how to deal with it, or it slowly eats you alive. And that's kind of mm-hmm. another thing that we are trying to understand more. We know how to use different hormones and different chemicals to replace those that we need, but we don't understand all of it yet. And we're still working on it. And so we have to create monsters to explain those things. And that's I just that's why I love mythology so much is because it's, humans telling stories about what they fear. And when you look at different cultures, you, and you look at their gods or their monsters and things like that, you can understand what their values were and you can understand kind of what their beliefs were and you can understand like who meant what to them. A lot of people who believe in reincarnation and there being a life after, or even being a life after this life, it's let's put good into the world so that we can maybe see something better because of it. And, you know, we just try to explain the things that we don't understand through stories. And I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome too.
1: Well, I talked about a god and I talked about some monsters. Well, what, what, what do you want to know about? What would you like to hear about?
0: Oh, um, yeah. I'm always interested. So I will say I really like hearing about different stories of how the like universe was created. That's always interesting to me because obviously someone who's very, science-oriented, I still like to, to hear those stories of how other cultures um, and civilizations have explained it over time. So I know that's something that I'm interested in. But I also like those other stories too that kind of show the, um, the flaws in, in human nature. So those are, those are my top two faves.
1: Okay. Well... Um,
0: yeah, I like ones like that, too, where it's just like, you don't know what the lesson is until you get to the very end.
1: So that's kind of all mythology is you don't really know what the lesson is until the very end. Um, OK, you've heard Pandora's box, right? Yep. You know, you know, the, like the whole start to end kind of thing.
0: Yes. But okay. why don't you do a quick summary for the listeners?
1: For the listeners, okay. One
0: minute summary.
1: (laughs) One minute summary. Okay, there were two titans who fought on the sides of the gods whenever the titans and the gods were fighting. These two titans fought on the sides of the gods, and these titans made a person, and it was Pandora. And with Pandora, she was just a human. She was a creature that was created. She was supposed to be flawed. And so to test her, they gave her a box, and in the box contained all of the horrible, terrible things. She was convinced to open the box, and every bad thing came from it. So, first of all, that's misogynistic because now a woman is the problem of all of the issues, which that's a <laughs> long-standing issue with a lot of mythologies. <sighs> anyway, but at the end of it, once she opened up the box, inside the box, what was left was hope for the future. And so we are we're throwing kind of a, a lot of things in that story all at once. The main thing being that. No matter what happens left, there is hope. The other thing being she opened the box after being instructed not to saying a lot of the things that are negative to us, we bring upon ourselves Mm. because we do some things we know we shouldn't be doing. And then the very beginning is we are flawed creatures who are going to make mistakes because we're not divine. We're not deities. And even deities mess up, but they can correct their mistakes, whereas we as humans need help to fix our mistakes. And that's another story or another kind of like part of that story. So every every myth kind of has a story, but that's the beauty of mythology is that what you read out of that story, whatever you listen to, whatever you want to research, you're going to take that as yourself. And you're going to take that as what you think it is and what sounds good to you and what makes sense to you. So to me, mythology and the stories that we tell and the monsters that we make up, and even people who actively practice different religions, we put a lot of what we need into the stories that we're reading and into the things that we hear because we need an explanation for stuff we don't understand. And I think that's great. I think it's so healthy. And I think it's good to listen to other people's stuff because you're going to get something completely different from a story than someone else did. You're going to understand... It in a completely different way you're going to relate to a different character you're going to understand something else and even in books we read now you know i mean even in k-pop groups everybody has their stan you know <laughs> yeah um you know so i think everybody should engage in just reading about stories that you know even urban legends like all that stuff It explains different things to us yeah. so i think it's part of the human experience to Tell and listen to those stories, even through like movies or television shows and stuff like that. And the beautiful thing is, we're able to take those characters, and we can change them. You know, like uh, like when we first started, I was like the Thor of Norse mythology is in no way the Thor today, but now we've changed him to be a heroic person who puts others first and who had that great character arc. And we all love Fat Thor. We all love Fat Thor. I mean, come on. But that's the thing is like we can take these stories and these monsters and these beings and turn them into what we need them to be. Mm. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about like all of the stories that we tell. And that's why I want to talk about it.
0: I love it. I love that. Well, I mean, uh, for a podcast, that's all about storytelling. I feel like you've added a really cool um, perspective to it. And I like what you said before too, of, you know, one, one reason to study mythology and these stories is to learn about people's values and to see what their beliefs are. And then, like you said, even through time, as these stories change, that just means values are changing too. So you can kind of see like an arc of, of how values and beliefs, even within a, A culture shift over time. So fascinating. This is is. really cool. I learned a lot of things today.
1: So the big (laughs) thing is like stories changing is look at Medusa. Like she's on the head of Versace now. Like she at once was being punished because she was raped in the temple of Athena by Poseidon. But now like she was a creature who terrified men to death just by her gaze. And some people call it a curse. Some people call it a blessing because you know, of what happened to her. But now she is like on versace she is this being of great worth and power and like she's a femme fatale now she's got the like this power about her that it terrifies men to look at her so it once was a punishment for being what was thought of as unpure but now is
0: a celebration strong,
1: exactly strong and empowered And that's just like one person that a lot of us know about. So there's so there's that everyone should just find something that you think is cool and read about it. Cause every story has an amazing like character or arc or something that you can grow from by taking it in.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's cool. This was cool, Daniel. Thank you.
1: If people want to like hear some of these stories because you did a Ted talk, I was just going to say, look up Ted Ed mythology. There's, hundreds of stories that are less than five minutes long So oh beautiful so everyone go check out so simples it is a blog that my fiance uh runs um i get to take the pleasure of being her editor uh for grammar that's about it she does everything <laughs> else um her- well, you're, you're
0: also a taste tester
1: I am a taste tester, the the number one, but she doesn't ever trust my opinion because she's <laughs> like, you, you have to say you like it. And I always like it though. Um, go check out her blog. Uh, she puts up new recipes once or twice a week um, and they're all amazing. Um, so yeah, check her out. She deserves it.
0: She really does. And I can vouch for that. Uh, her, her recipes are amazing. <laughs> oh,
1: they're so good. I can't wait. I mean, obviously with everything going on, but Friendsgiving this year might be just great if it happens. I'll
0: just pick a recipe from Sophie's blog and then just have a Sophie themed. We should do that for her birthday.
1: We should do that. Well, if we're doing, we're doing Shrek for her birthday. That's true. That's true. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for being on the podcast, Daniel. This was an absolute delight.
1: Thank you so much, Jenny. I love you.
0: I love you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found. And of course, rate, review, and share with a friend if you want to learn more about me you can check out my website jannyrad.com that's j-a-n-i-r-a-d.com head on over to jannyrad.com slash podcast and click on support the show and find me on instagram at jrpwservices love the podcast music that's bk williams you can follow him on instagram brian k underscore williams 28 thanks for listening